My name is Natalie. I am from Kharkiv, Ukraine. A month and a half ago, I was a successful businesswoman, and now I am a refugee. This is Natalie Slusar. After graduating from university, I worked as a journalist and then went into business, an online jewelry store. I was very inspired by my work since jewelry is associated with happy emotions and events in people's life. Right after the war began, back in February, Natalie wrote an essay for The Globe. It was called, On my son's 16th birthday in Kharkiv, I learned war doesn't stop for a party. I am a mother and a wife, a daughter and a sister. I've been to many countries, and just before the war, I planned to publish my first book, A Journey Novel About Love, of course. Natalie's got a sense of humor. Her essay is about obsessing over a birthday cake in a war zone. But it's also about how she tries to protect her family. But now it's hard to make plans, so I live and try to move on, to do what I can. She recorded the essay in snippets when she could, during moments of calm and quiet. Today, we'll hear Natalie read some of her essay, and then she'll tell us more about herself, her family, and what it's like living under Russian occupation. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Today is my son's birthday. He is 16. He wanted a party with friends and his favorite cake from the local confectionery, a super chocolatey one, the kind millions of children adore. But this night, like the previous ones, he slept on the bathroom floor because this is the safest place in our apartment. It is definitely more convenient than the dark basement of our apartment building or the steps of the subway. My day started at 7 a.m. It was the first day in the past five days when I was able to fall asleep and wake up not from the sounds of an explosion, but just like all normal people all over this planet. While my son was still sleeping, I tried to contact my elderly sick parents who live in a suburb occupied by Russian invaders, where because of a damaged electrical substation there has been no electricity and poor mobile connections for five days. Shops and pharmacies are closed. It's almost impossible to escape from there without risk of being injured. There are already Russian checkpoints, and they only let the locals go northeast in the direction of the border town Belgorod, where Russian propaganda TV cameras are looking forward for capturing footage of rescued Ukrainian refugees. I had hoped that after the Ukrainian army and self-defense forces succeeded in repelling the attack on the city, my parents would be able to join relatives in a safer zone of the region. No, they can't. Armed Russian strangers, well, liberators, have taken over their village and it's already quite clear that all they might liberate Ukrainians from is normal and comfortable life we had before on our land.
after making sure that my mother is better today and that there are no explosions around yet, I decided to fulfill the promise given to my son – a chocolate cake. We took four eggs, flour, sugar and started mixing according to the recipe from the internet. The cake was already in the oven when my husband started to shout Harik Fokawe, air alert, planes are flying from Belgorod, turn off electrical devices, fast, fast! We grabbed our phones and ran. It became clear from the sound and nature of explosions they that hit our new house, our yard, our car parking area. It's really hard to define how long it lasted, probably not long, but by the time we came back, the fluffy cake had turned into a terribly dry, flat, brown pancake. I sat down on the chair and began to cry for the first time. Oh my God, stop it! My husband said, trying to comfort me, suspecting that I was frightened. No, I'm not scared, I cried. I just wanted to bake a birthday cake for my child in the middle of this hell. I can't bake him a cake. I'm unable to do it. Why can't my son have his happy sweet 16? Maybe I'll try again? Natalie, the stores are closed and we don't have much food, he said. Think about it. In regular life, tears are not really my thing at all, as I'm much more tough like a stone than emotional person. But today I gave up. While my husband went to inspect the damage caused to the car, I was still pondering how and where I could get a chocolate cake today. After all, the candles were waiting. I hugged my son. Sweetie, you know, I did not want a birthday like this for you. The cake is ruined. I'm so sorry. I understand everything, mom. That's fine, he told me. We'll buy one when it's all over. I'll become a lawyer and sue them in the hack, you'll see. All is well, honestly. Online we saw all these creepy explosion videos in our and other parts of the city with broken windows of apartments on the lower floors and photos of cluster bombs sticking out of the sidewalks. My husband came in and said that now we will take furniture doors off their hinges to board up the windows to protect ourselves from glass if they shut during bombardments. We had only just finished the renovation of our apartment last year. Get it together, mom. Plan B. We need a plan B, I said to myself, taking out the cookies, butter and cocoa we had left. There is no Russian worship that can break me inside and prevent me, a Ukrainian, from making a birthday cake for my child. Therefore, we have trust. We will definitely win. After Natalie sent us that essay, we wanted to know how she and her family were doing. Natalie and her husband and kids fled Kharkiv, but she's now separated from the rest of her family. And she's worried about her parents. Kharkiv is right on the Russian border, and it's been hit hard since the invasion started. From her refuge near the city of Dnipro in central Ukraine, 
This is what she sent us. We left Kharkiv two weeks ago to find a shelter at a small summer cottage of our friends near Dnipro. And now I have a happy five or ten minutes in the morning when my mother writes that they are alive and how they are doing. Several days ago, two fat arm orcs, as we call them, came and turned the whole house upside down. They sniffed every corner of the house, checked phones, with no connection and charge, searching for evidence that two oldies were transmitting military data. Really? In the attic, among the old junk, they found Dad's old broken telescope that we presented him many years ago. My father used to be interested in astronomy. After a roof interrogation, the orcs had left, and my mother felt like a heart attack. Thank God, it turned out fine. She has a coronary heart disease, and her life depends on a rare medicine that ran out in 15 days after the war started. It's hard to imagine how it can be possible to live without electricity for a month. It means no light, no telephone charge, no news and no water. Snowy March presented some melt water and the natural refrigerator for food. But now it's spring and at the temperature of 10 plus there is simply nowhere to store food. Although there is almost nothing to store. Shops are burned by Russians in the early days of the war. Volunteers with humanitarian aid are not allowed to visit their village. The Russians do not have the concept of mercy, otherwise they would not have been on our land. Parents were told that a farmer with a small farm lived nearby, and in the short interval between shelling they found her house. You know, we were lucky to meet my former student on the way, she used to work at the math teacher at school for 14 years. He brought us water and some humanitarian aid. I don't know where he got it, but now there is something to eat besides porridge and potatoes. How wonderful that there are sympathetic people in this world who are ready to help. When will we be released? We are so sick and tired of sitting in the basement. I got allergies from the dust and we have no pills. All the windows are broken and Dad became so nervous and his stomach hurts every night. And I don't know what to tell her. The truth, that I don't know and no one knows. They are so devastated. Soon, mommy, very soon. Hold on, be patient. And we will have a barbecue in your yard under your favorite big nut tree. Very soon. Trust me. And I am sorry. I feel so sorry for my child who at his sweet 16 years old learned how ruthless the war is. And I am very sorry for my parents who at their 60s are suffering instead of enjoying a happy old age. They didn't deserve it. So, no one did. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Thank you to Natalie Slusar. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.